Do I start? Do you want me to start? Oh, all yours, Joel. Okay. It's good to have you back. Oh, it's good to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> all yours, I'm back. Are you back? Oh, yeah, you were back previously. Previous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done that many. <laughs> Hot sauce. That's not what you should have on your chips, guys. Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. My name is Joel, and I'm, of course, here joined by Ethan, who's usually here and laughing at the same time. Hi. And we have a lovely guest with us today. Hello, Quinn. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, I'm great, thank you. Now, the question that we seem to be asking everyone that is on the podcast mm. at the moment is, how do you take your chips, hot chips? Because the other thing we haven't talked about, by the way, I was going to say to Ethan, <laughs> oh. is it? Sorry to scare you. No, no. Was that um, we haven't talked about crisps, as in like chips? Yeah, like like there's no there's like, like a, Smiths or whatever. Yeah, because they're called chips in other countries and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to sorry, Quinn. How do you take your hot chips? Um, hot chips. Yep. Hot chips with chicken salt. Yes. And barbecue sauce. Ooh. Barbecue sauce. Too. I knew you'd be a barbecue sauce person. Yeah. Because yeah. you talked about barbecue sauce. I, on like, another. I like barbecue sauce. Um, yeah. I and when time. I was younger, it was the chicken salt ratio was higher <laughs> than the chip. Than the chip. <laughs> but now I'm a bit older and I dial it down a little bit more. Oh, do you mean, but I think of my arteries. Higher ratio meaning that you would put. <laughs> Just smother them in <laughs> chicken salt. salt. Like there would be mm-hmm. a residue left on my fingers. It's like a crust. Oh, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> my, my brother went and bought, I didn't even realise this was a thing you could do until Eli saw it at Coles, but you can buy like a thing, like a little tub of chicken salt. Yeah, you can buy And so whenever salt. we got chips, we'd ask for chicken salt and then he'd just get it out, get the extra out. And yeah. It was awesome. It was a great time. Yeah. But I didn't learn about that till far later in my life. Too late. Yeah. Oh, you're all heathens. That's, that's, that's a problem. That's, I can't, like chicken salt is okay, but it's not. It's not really near as good as the the real salt. I disagree. Mm. So su- surprise, surprise. <laughs> now, why have we invited you on this podcast today? <laughs> I don't know. What am I doing here? Well, uh, we always like life? to get different guests on and uh, to chat about their experience as a Christian growing up. Um, uh, I've known you for a very long time. And you're affectionately known as Mama Quinn because you're very uh, like to gather all the chicks around you and look after them, which I very much appreciate <laughs> about you. So I should say that didn't sound like I want to give you a hard time uh, for the entire podcast. But um, the question that we always like to start with when we have a new guest on is, "How did you become a Christian?" Please tell us. Um, well, I grew up in a Christian family, um, and. So I had always known um, about God and about Jesus, um, but it was probably in early high school, maybe end of year six, um, mid-year seven, where I probably took on my faith for myself. Um, I don't remember really a particular time. There's probably been moments where I've recommitted over the years as well. Um, So nothing you can think about at that time? Like made made you think, oh, actually, I need to take this more seriously. Or is there was there other periods of your life after that, as you said, during high school that made you recommit? Um, I think, I think all through my life, it's probably gone up and down to um, being 
more aware of God's existence in my life and and then ignoring him again and sort of doing that um, dance, I suppose. Um, but I don't think there was really anything at, at that early stage anyway. Um, I mean, I got uh, confirmed when I was in year nine and to get confirmed uh, in the Anglican church, you need to be baptised first. And so the week before I was confirmed, I was baptised. Okay. <laughs> so I got baptised and then I got confirmed yep. because as a baby um, I was dedicated, which is is not really anything, but, oh, well, like it is, but it's not, anyway, we don't need to get into infant baptism. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that for that's later. That's a hot topic for <laughs> <Yeah>. another day. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But, yeah, um, I w- in hindsight, a lot of things are in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. Looking back, I had a wish that I only had got baptised. Okay. Not confirmed, you mean? Yeah. Oh, why is that? Because I feel like I only got baptised because I was getting, getting confirmed. confirmed. Mm. So I'm like, I feel like the had I have not just gone with the flow um, and thought about it, been a bit more critical in my thinking, not a... Uh, um, bit of a ditzy fourteen-year-old, I suppose. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm glad you can speak speak in such uh, candid terms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I think that would have been a, a a better choice to have made. And it was only after um, leading someone through youth and her not getting confirmed mm. and being baptized as a teenager, I was like, oh. Damn it, you're so cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wish I had the, the brain capacity to think about things like that when I was 14, 15, anyway. So um, why did you think you needed to get confirmed? Like I know you said you need to get bat- you had to get baptised before you get confirmed. Why did you think you needed to get confirmed in order to get then you got baptised? So like, so I wanted to get confirmed because confirmation is standing up in front of your church family and saying I choose to follow Christ mm-hmm. but effectively getting baptised is the same, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's the, the same, same thing. sort of thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really wanted to get confirmed and do that and, um, and yeah, publicly say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I, I probably could have just got baptised. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's interesting. Some people talk about when they do confirmation and we have to do I remember when I did my confirmation, you had to do classes mm. and it makes you like really like if you're standing up in front of a church and saying this is what you believe, like mm. it actually makes you really think about it. Yes. Was there anything, was that um, something that happened for you as well? Yeah, like it certainly did that. Like when we talked about like we did like classes and things and talked about, I don't know, heaps of different things and it was a like it was an emotional day. I remember it um, very clearly. Um, but for most people, they had been baptised as kids, so it was them taking on the promises for themselves that their parents made for them when they were younger. So I probably could have just got baptised to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. So um, you're 14 then when you got confirmed? Yes, I was young for my year. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. well, I, I didn't get confirmed until I was... Finished school, actually. Finished school? High school, yeah. I got yeah, it right. done after high school. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think that's right. Um, 
And you talked about you like moved away from God and came back and moved away kind of thing. During mm. your, what, um, what are the reasons that kind of drew you away from God and what are the reasons that kind of called you back to him? Um, so I think like, I think growing up I've always sort of had this sense of um, strong sense of justice, like things have to be right and if if things aren't right then it makes me very uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> so. Hang on, let's stop for a second. Do you know any reason why? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'd probably need to spend some time with a psychologist to oh, okay. Sorry, figure that know. out. But um, <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I suppose from a young age, from a very young age, I had been brought up to be very responsible and I suppose that responsibility with what is it with, with great responsibility? Great responsibility. With great power. How comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. I just Queen is actually Spider Man. Everybody. <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, yeah. Look, I just felt like when you saw injustice, it made you feel like you need to do something about it. Yeah, but I think injustice, according to me. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, yeah. from my perspective, so it may not have been unjust for that person, but I'm like, no, that's not right. And they're like, Queen, it's all right. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah okay. for, so, from my, yeah, from my perspective. Yeah. Okay. So it may well have not been what was actually happening. Yep. But I suppose as a teenager and as a young person, being quite egotistical, sometimes not looking. The whole picture, yeah, that sort of. But when you're in school, like high school, it's just like it's high school and that's it. It's like you don't know the wider world exactly, very well. Exactly. Um, so my first question, though, sorry, sorry. was no, no. I, I interrupted you. Why uh, talking about the injustice stuff? Why did you? Why did that injustice and the, or the strong sense of justice play into the fact of you possibly moving away for God and then c- coming back to Him? So probably that feeling that I can do things myself. And I can fix things myself, and then you can't mm. because you're not God. I'm not God, um, and so I would spend all this time trying to fix things, and then go, "Oh, hang on a minute." <laughs> I could probably ask God to to help me out here. Have we got an example? Um, <clears throat> uh, let me have a think. Um, I'll leave it with me. I'll okay. Think. Cool. And is that like justice, Eith, is that something that you had a strong idea of as well when you were at high school? Because like, what we talk about is a high school being a Christian to begin with. Yeah. I don't know if I did. Like I'm, or maybe I did. I'm like, that's dumb. Mm. But then I, maybe I didn't have to go and fix it like you were saying, Quinn. Mm. I was like, well, that's just stupid. I'm just going to walk away from it <laughs> rather than no, I'm not going to change it. I think I noticed my little brother actually having a stronger like – yeah, I reckon. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> he, he leaned that way a little bit more. I think, I think um, I don't know if this is the case for you, Quinn, but it's definitely the case for Elijah um, not to like say anything negative about him because he's the best, but he uh, is a bit more black and white than I am. Mm. And I think in that black and white, it's it's that there's, there's a very right and there's a very wrong mm. and you're not in the middle. Mm. Um, and he's a lot better at that now. Mm. Um, he's, he's a lot more grey now as he's gotten into his later teenage years. Um, but, yeah, especially early on it was like there's right, there's wrong, and wrong is wrong. Um, and I think I've always been a bit – I've been a bit okay to work in the grey, mm. um, which has meant that when I see 
injustice, I've often asked questions instead of I've seen injustice and been like, that is, that is whatever. Like it's, it's maybe it's something I've, I've gotten better at potentially. Um, I don't know if I was like this when I was a lot younger, but I, I at least now go, okay, why is that happening? Rather than that is just the incorrect thing to happen. Yeah. For example, um, I think that's how I, and I think, yeah, I think it's that, it's that looking at the gray, mm. living in the gray is, is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think I've got a lot better as well mm. um, as, um, yeah, spending a bit more time in the gray. And I like to, I like to call it that balance between truth and grace, like having mm. grace with people. Um, and as I've got older, I've been able to have a lot more grace with people. Um, yeah. Because that's tweetable. Yeah. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> Clip it, producer Dave. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't introduce oh, yeah, we didn't yeah. introduce Dave. Well he's not on a mic, which is makes it hard. But it is. we've got a new we've got a producer today, which I'm excited about. He's gonna Jamie it up like Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast if we ever need to look up anything at the time. So um my uh question uh Quinn was about the black and white mm. and truth and grace. I was thinking that's mm. really cool. Where do you get like can you explain truth and grace more? Like what is it and how's that developed for you? Because I'm, I'm interested in that. So I think, um, yeah, for a lot of time I was like probably held people around me to probably impossible standards um, and not from any, like I'm not perfect by any stretch so it doesn't even make sense. Um, well, are you saying it wasn't in, you weren't intentionally doing that? Um, no, I was probably intentionally doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like probably intentionally doing it, but not understand, not, um, what's, what, how do I say it? Not giving people grace when they gave me plenty of grace. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, like not putting like, necessarily putting those standards on yourself. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It was this thing as in, like I said, from the start, it was this justice thing, but from my point of view. Mm. So, um, from my perspective. So if someone said that. Like I always had this thing that if you say you're going to do something, then just do it. Mm. And if you don't, then we're, we're going to have issues. Whereas now I'm like, okay, someone said they were going to do something. They haven't done it. Let's, it's, it's going to be okay. Like we can, we can, mm. we can work with that. Yeah. But also for that person that hasn't done whatever they're, they're going to do, how, if they want to, how can we work with alongside them? And that's the truth part. Is that what you're talking that's, about? That's well. That's the grace part. Okay. So grace is being okay with them not doing not what do, they said yeah, they're going to do. Yeah. But then, how do you work with them? Is that the truth part or not? I suppose so. Okay. Yeah. And what? So what inspired you to understand that it's about truth and grace? Now, is it something that God led you to believe, or is it something that you found in the Bible, or is it just experience in life? Um, I think it's it's all of. Those things. I okay. think God's continually shaping and changing me into a, a better Christian. Um, and I think just, um, yeah, I just think you find after like a while being a bit gentler with people generally is <laughs> is, is the better way it's to a go. better approach. It's a better approach, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you got something that you're looking up there for us? Just that. Just that. That it's just really cool that that grace and truth thing. Um, if you look at John, 
um, you see that it comes like straight from Jesus mm. um, and it says like this is just a little snippet of a verse that says, oh, I lost it now. Um, something about, oh, for the law was given through Moses, mm. grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and there's there's more around that mm. um, that, that helps support that. But it's a lovely little point on the fact that coming to that conclusion, Quinn, is really cool because it's it's really easy to see that God's been working in your life, whether it be um, like and and it and it is more than just the language that you're getting from the Bible. It's actually um, getting a sense of a way of living from mm. Jesus. And I think that's something we should all be striving to like I don't know, see the things we've got, whether it be um a a a a I don't know what the the word that um a sense of justice that is not correct mm. necessarily and going, oh well how does how does Jesus deal with that? Mm. Um and that applies for everything we do in life. And I think that's really cool to see that that's something that's happened throughout your life and is something that's actually molded you and changed you. And I yeah, I'm really encouraged by that. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, well, like even the the truth and grace thing is like if we want the perfect example of truth and grace, mm. it's God and his son Jesus because we only get his grace through Jesus' death on the cross mm. and the truth is that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, maybe that's what I was trying to look for and I asked you that question, Quinn, was like I – it's a. I think it's as because we're sinful people. As it's a mm. daily battle to actually realize that mm. we have all these things that make us think, "Oh, this is my sense of justice. Mm. This is my sense of this." But hang on a sec. Daily, we need to remind ourselves that as long as we put our faith in Jesus, truth and justice, when it happens, we don't know, but it will play out in the end because God is a just God, but He's also a very gracious God. Mm. And gives us so many chances, not just second chances, like five million chances. You had to keep coming back to him mm. and keep finding that real truth. So, I think that's really cool. Um, Quinn, let's go back. Can we go back to your high school? Yeah. High school oh, time. Such a great time to <laughs> oh, relive. Oh, you don't want to relive it? Because this is a this is a, a, a lucky pattern. to get out alive. Well, this is a. <laughs> was, um, but this is a theme that keeps coming up with the people that guess and ourselves that we've been talking about is, is that some of us, quite a few of us did not, there are a lot of parts of high school we did not enjoy. And it's interesting that we think there are lots of people in high school enjoying themselves when we're in high school. You know what I mean? Like even if there's <laughs> yeah. like yes. different groups of people and you're like, oh, those people are cool or those people have got this. Or like, yeah. But they've got it made. No, like, one's, but no one's loving it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like no one, that's how I feel is that no one actually enjoyed school when they come out of it and think about it. But you often get conditioned in high school. It's like this is how the world is. And so you come out of it and some people are like, well, life should be like high school <laughs> for some people. And then other yeah. people are like, I hated school. I couldn't wait to get out of it. Like I even listened to Lewis a couple of episodes mm. ago. He was saying that like I didn't even want to be there. Mm. Yeah. But other like, but it is a pattern between it's like, oh, I didn't like this about school. It was cool to have friends, but I didn't like this about school because we're all just vying for attention or for yeah. – status or all that kind of thing is that you were saying you didn't enjoy it what didn't you enjoy about school I think I was just like always just waiting for the next thing like I just always wanted to be on to the next stage of life and had I have just maybe spent some time there mm. enjoying where I was maybe it would have been a better 
experience. Like, but so, so did you think that you were more mature? So you should. I think so. Oh, I okay. think so. That's interesting. All these, yeah. all these, all these other teenagers are under me. Well, um, no, not so much that. <laughs> no, but like, but at home, yeah, I yeah. had like a two-year-old and mm. five-year-old brother. So yeah. I was like looking after them, and and which was fine. Like it's all it's fine. No, no, but you, this is just your was, life yeah. experience. It was just yeah, yeah. a different. Oh, I don't know. It was. I was always. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. When can I move on to get the full experience of life? No, I, I suppose I just was like always being older than I was, I mm. suppose. And, so and dealing with adult things yes. when I probably shouldn't have been dealing with adult things. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or other, or even just other people your age weren't having to deal with that. Yeah, I yeah. suppose so. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of trauma around that time okay. um, uh, with friends, with family, and so it was all, always sort of um, dealing with a lot of things being young for my year but being thrown into being this older person, hmm. I suppose. And feeling like you have to grow up Quickly. even even quicker than you yeah. think, thought you might have had. But you didn't realise at the time but you like, my yeah, friends don't was, have to do this but I just, have to grow up It was up just quicker. how it was happening. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, that's Sorry, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. Good on you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I think – I mean, that's not an experience that I've ever had. Yeah. Because I had had my sister younger, well, three years younger than me, and then that that was it. So yeah. I had a very cushy lifestyle in terms of home life. Um, I remember that a couple of weeks ago, that when we were doing one of our digital gatherings, you shared the fact that Jesus helped you change something in your life and remove yourself from a particular group of friends. Is mm. that something you want to give us more details on? If you feel like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah. So when you like, I went to um quite a small primary school. Um, so when you get thrown into high school, it's like, wow. Because like, you went to Kirui High. I went to Kirui High yeah. and I went to Grace big, Point. Big school. School. Yep. Yeah. Um, same, yeah. As, same as Ethan. Same as Ethan. Which was, it was like, I really enjoyed growing up in Grace Point. It mm. was it was awesome. But. um, yeah, Huge huge jump though, eh? Like, huge jump. And I mean, like <clears throat> even before high school, like when I was in year four, there was this one girl who turned the whole grade against me and like mum's like no I'm not having that so she went up to the school and complained and um what 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 topic what did they turn what did she turn you oh I've got no idea I can't even remember the circumstances of which but because it was such a small year yes it it was like yeah yeah, it would have been very different anyway the teachers worked with me and to find some new friends anyway I ended up finding this group of small group of girls and we all came from either divorced or separated parents. Okay. So it's just really interesting. Okay. But it was really good because it sort of it it provided a bit more normalcy for my is that a word? Normal normalcy. 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 normalcy even normality. Normal normalcy. I'm sure. Google it Dave. Google it. Google it. <laughs> yes, we can use the computer. I think it's it's normality or normalcy. I believe normalcy? They're, the, they're one of the Normal. two. Normal. Yeah, there you go. Normalcy. Oh, Normality we're, we're, versus normalcy. Yeah. Normality. Which oh, one, they're both words. Which oh. one do I use? We're also just looking at images. <laughs> there we go. Normalcy. <laughs> the condition of being normal, the state of being usual, typical or expected versus. Oh, oh. The, the noun. Okay. So it's a noun normalcy. You're either 
doing it or anyway, whatever. Sure. But so you you found so yourself in a group of, of people with similar situation. Same, same like like minded blah, blah blah. Anyway, but then after high school, uh, after primary school, one mm. of them moved to Port Hacking. Yep. Um, and so there was the three of us, and we were like, okay. <laughs> This is, school it is. this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So three of you against the not against, but like it just becomes this. It's like it's like this isn't yeah. gonna last for very long. <laughs> we yeah. all get split up into different classes, you mm-hmm. know. Straight away. Okay. It's it is what it is. Anyway, moving into high school. Yeah. Our my year, my cohort was quite a horrible cohort. Um, mm. they weren't very nice to one another. There was heaps of hoo-ha going on, like <laughs> My husband oh, Ross's year, he had a really nice year mm. of moving through high school. Like they all partied together. Didn't matter what group you were from, mm. they all went to the same party. Everyone was invited. And I'm like, that's so nice. Yeah. I'm like, I've heard other people talk about their like, years that like would that. And I'm like, oh, what? Never, ever happen yeah. in my year. Anyway, I mean, it's fine. There was very distinct groups. So I found myself in this wider group made up of different people from different schools and whatever and um, I, it was, it was fine. Everyone, it was fine. We're doing normal girly things, whatever. <laughs> um, but my older brother was only, was in the year directly above me. So even though we were, we're 22 months apart, I went younger and he was normal age for his right. year. So he was only a year above me. So he had some friends. I don't even know if they were friends, but they used to sit next to us in in the quad. <laughs> so you used to sit and have your lunch. And then, I don't know, year eight or something, end of year eight, sort of start of year nine, <clears throat> this one girl used to th- get her Devon off her sandwich and throw it at me every single day. <gasps> So oh I gosh. used to get like Devon oh. sauce and oh. Devon all down my school shirt. This is why, this <coughs> that is, why is you horrible. Like, is that tomato sauce too? And it was tomato sauce. Is that sauce. why you only but have barbecue sauce? No, on no, 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 no. Okay. You can only have tomato sauce with Devon. That is true. <laughs> that that's is true. true. That is true. So I was like, oh man, I hate this. Yeah, like that sucks. And like I was this. I was so tiny in year seven and eight. I was so so. So so tiny, skinny and and tiny. I know it's hard to believe now. Um, <laughs> Just you said tiny so many times. I was like, what were you tall. a miniature figure? No, like tall, but like but like like Very a, a string bean, if you yeah. like. Okay. And glasses. I, was, I just didn't have a lot going for me. And then in year nine, I got braces. Like it just it was anyway. Um, and then, I don't know, end of year eight, so I saw study year nine, they started, that was like when partying started. Mm. That seems early. Yeah, smoking started, meeting at Kirrawee, um, Oval for parties. I used to have a friend that lived over the bridge, over the highway bridge, and so I used to go to her house for sleepovers. But make our way to some other places before getting to her house for a sleepover. It's all right. Mum knows all about this. <laughs> We've reconciled. Um, <laughs> so it's just starting to get into some stuff that probably wasn't, you know, that helpful. Ideal. Ideal. Um, and then our group started to be called the Too Cool Group. What? 
<laughs> I thought you said you were cool. Is this one of those? Is this one of those names that gets? Coined by the group themselves? No, or no, no, out no, no. External? It was out yeah, external. Okay. We're going to yeah. call ourselves a too cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> they started calling us, and I, I, I just—it's so funny the stuff that you remember. Um, it, yeah, there's like, yeah, you're the two cool group. Oh, you're the TCs. What? Yeah, the TCs. Uh, what? So I'm like, oh, girls are so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> but it just started to get a bit like but then oh the two cool tags sort of started to get uh, um attached with um uh, um sexually promiscuous right. is oh, is probably okay. a better word than i was going to say yep. um and i'm like oh everyone knows the word so we'll keep going i'm like oh no nah, nah, like that's not me you guys do you but mm. i'm just not sure this is where i want to the track I want to head down. Okay. Um, so I I just left the friendship group. Is that hard? It it was hard because I didn't think that it'd be such a big deal to them. Mm. Um because I'm like, well, we have like sure we're hanging out on the weekends sometimes, but by that stage I was going to youth group, going to church, leading kids' church. Our weekends looked very different. Um like overall, like I was yeah. still partying here and there, but um, it was already a natural thing that was happening. We were already moving different. So when I said, oh, I'm not going to sit with you anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's impressive that you did that. Yeah, they were, very. They were like, oh, why not? And at that point I probably should have been aware enough to say because I don't want to do what you're doing anymore or something, yeah, something, something. Too much but truth I, but not enough grace. Yeah. Okay. But I just sort of said, oh, I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Okay. Well, again, that's a hard thing to do mm, yeah, for a friendship yeah, group. It really is. So you're probably like, well, I'm going to get, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get out of it as quickly as possible. So like, yeah. I just don't want to. See ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah. So then I joined a... <clears throat> Like a, I don't know. Uh, they weren't the nerds, but <laughs> they were pretty, uh, pretty boring. <laughs> they weren't too cool. They weren't, that, they weren't too cool. <laughs> they were very lovely, not spicy. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of, and they were very, very nice to let me sit with them mm. because there was no crossing of boundaries of in groups. the quadrangle. There was no crossing of groups. I sort of just sort of hung on there. Hung, hung along on the outer sort of thing of their group. And it just means that I don't really have any close friends from high school anymore, which is a bit mm. sad, but that's how it goes. Isn't that fascinating that at high school it's just kind of like how it just like organically formed in a way, mm. but it's kind of like this group is sitting over here and then for the rest of high school that's where they're sitting. Yep. Yeah, and, that's, and it's like you if, you cross, if you cross over, like it's like <laughs> – yeah, and I mean that, yeah. that happened to me. The only reason I crossed over to another group, in a sense, was because my girlfriend was in that group. Mm. Like, mm. and and that's like the only time you can actually maybe cross over. Is it? Yeah. Oh, they, they're in a relationship. That it's like <laughs> we had this big like combo moment at one point because one guy started dating a girl from another group, and so and that group actually just happened to be sitting like kind of next to. Where like they're in like the next segment, <laughs> and so, so it became like, oh, 
Now both those groups would play handball in the same spot, and like that's that's, that's what happened. That's nice. That's uh, a nice move. It was it was like a it's like a I was going to say Romeo and Juliet, but that actually didn't go well. Um, well, that's true. The only time that other groups would come together in our school was if you were playing football. Mm, yep. Or soccer. For those unenlightened people. That, um, <laughs> but if like it was on a basketball court at our school, we would play on a basketball court, and the the to the poles that held up the Basketball rings were actually used as goals. So oh, they're awesome. really narrow, but that's what yeah. we would play on. But there was like 50 of us sometimes playing at the same time on this basketball court. Awesome. Um, so if, you, if you're going to say you're going to leave a group, Quinn, do mm. you think it's harder for girls or guys to do that? Because I, this is a perspective that I never had at, at the time, but it's, I think it's very different between girls and guys. How mm. do do that? And if you're ostracized from a group. Um, look, I think – on the whole, stereotypically, I think guys are a lot more um, probably willing to just go with whatever, like run mm. with, all right. Well, the, if you let someone in the let's, group, you just, let's get Let's get a football, let's get a handball yeah, and let's that, just then move you will, on with you our will lives. pay them out massively to make sure you know they know their place. Oh, yeah, like you, they need to know who the head honcho is. Yeah. But I, I think um, – Who the alpha. Who the alpha is. Yeah. But I think girls hold on to stuff a lot more. Okay. Um, mm. And hold on to issues a lot more. And so there's a lot more – can be a lot more bitchy comments. Um, like when you said you wanted to leave, they, it sounded like they were like – you didn't think they were going to be upset, but then they were really upset. Was that – They weren't like <laughs> – like I, I didn't shake their worlds or anything, but I think they were like they thought that I was um, being a bitch to them for mm. leaving their group. But is that because perhaps you were calling out some of their behaviour that they weren't sure about? Oh, I don't think they would. I I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't think at that age that they would really yeah. think. Well, not intentionally. That, but not intentionally, I think that deeply but about I'm, it. I'm I don't wondering know if that's why. Maybe if your actions did that. And Maybe, should, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so is the norm was the more normalcy in the new group, Quinn? Um, yeah. Look, it, as I said, it was just pretty much rocking up to school. Hey, how you going? I can eat my lunch with you, and let's just move on with our day. So mm. I didn't like sort of gain much, if you like, from those friendships. It was okay. just, yeah. And that, what year was that when you decided to leave that group? Like, as in what year I was in? Yeah, what year? Year in? nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a crucial time. I'm very impressed that. You yeah. Did that. Yeah. Because I don't know if I could have done it. Well, I think I sort of i I felt in myself again back to this truth and justice sort of thing. <laughs> I felt like I was drifting too far from the truth. Mm. So my the truth, I had to, uh, I had to make a big change, and it had to be. It was going to be then, or I was going down the the path of um, I was going to put my life on a totally different path. I think mm. of partying, mm. promiscuity, the, you know, the works, the works. What made you know that that wasn't the right way, like a way that you didn't want to pursue? <clears throat> um, so. Like I'm, I'm lucky enough to have an older brother, and he sort of paved the way for badness. So <laughs> anything he did, I sort of what I did sort of paled in comparison. Right. So um, I sort of 
I don't think <laughs> like he's great, but I I don't think I was ever going to go to I don't think uh, again this sense of rightness. I don't think I could ever consciously go to his extremes, mm. but I think that sort of paved the way for, uh, nah, that's probably not a good idea to go to do that. <laughs> so I'm pulled this, back a little bit this, from what he was This doing. responsibility thing as well um, was like, oh, but I've still got to look after somebody. Yeah. I've still got to change somebody's nappy. So mm. I can't be, you know, mm. and also like um, I've got a really great mum, right? And so years, probably between years seven, eight, nine, I got really bad migraines, like really, really bad migraines. Like they would, like I'd, I'd have to sleep it off. My wow. whole body, body would shut down. Wow. And the first one that happened was in year seven and um, I was in the playground and I was walking across the playground like lunchtime with a friend. I don't even know who it was. And I'm like, I can't see properly. And they're like, what? <laughs> what and I'm like, I can't see. And they're like, are you all right? And I'm like, oh. And, I, and then I started talking like gibberish. Like I was like, oh, I can't, wow. I've got to get the music books. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, maybe I should take you to the office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So like that was the first one I had. Mm. And so I had like, I had an MRI and everything. I was fine. My brain's fine apart from what I know of. Mm. Anyway, and so but m- rather than. Um, mum saying, oh, I don't reckon you should go to that party tonight. She'd be like, you go, but you just remember that if you don't sleep tonight, you may have a migraine tomorrow to deal with. Mm. And so she'd really let me make that decision whether, because it was like, there was like a 95% chance if, you know. Stay out late. If I stay out late, get up early the next morning, a migraine's on its way. Yeah. So she's like, you choose. So I was like, okay, all right. So and I imagine as a mum that would be pretty hard to do. Like, (laughs) You're going to do that with your kids? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good I'm going to be at doing that, being able to be like, you figure that out for yourself. Um, So, yeah, so I, again, that sense of responsibility, it was like I think that really put me on a path of making my own choices for what's going to be uh, work out better. And sometimes I didn't make the right choice, but mm. yeah. But I reckon it's really interesting when you say that and then you had the guts to go and say that to your friendship group. I reckon that's really interesting. So your mum taught you responsibility. It's like I've got to take responsibility for my actions. Yeah. If I don't want to follow that path, I've got to do this. Yeah. That, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. And you could have just like faded. Like, yeah. Like, just, like, Simpson. just like, <laughs> into, the hedge. into the hedge. Like, like yeah. you could have just done the, I'm just going to never rock up in that section of the school again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But again, you took responsibility yeah. for it and like said, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. That's why I'm impressed. By mm. it. Yeah. Massively. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. So, so t- tell us, like, so year nine, but like, give us an overview of coming to the end of high school and coming out of high school and how that, um, affected your relationship with Jesus? Okay. <laughs> um, you pick what you want to talk about and I'll just oh, follow yeah. you up on anything oh, that you missed. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, so, yeah, so moving through like different friendship groups, um, I think 
coming out of high school, um, oh, I don't know. Um, there was I, what to say. What to say? Is this stuff that you don't want to share? No, it's just a lot. Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to pick well, out. Trying back to, to, yeah. Trying to pick out um, things that are going to be helpful. Yeah. Not helpful. Tell us. Just tell us what you want to tell us. So, yeah, like so, at the, um, I don't know, around year eleven, um, Ross, my now husband, and I started dating. Because um, you were going to Gomi Anglican Church. So yeah, that's I was where, going to Gomi Anglican Church. Right? That's where I met. Yeah. Uh, um, we met because he went to Carringbar High. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ross was the youngest of his family, and I was one of the eldest of my family. So our our experiences growing up were very different. So um, our our leeway as teenagers was very different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I don't want to paint mum as this person who didn't care about her teenagers, but. She just parented differently. Parented very differently. Um, she would always be there if I needed her to be, but she didn't need to know where I was 24 seven. Mm. Whereas I guess, yeah, Ross's parents needed to know where they were, where, yeah, they were a lot more. Um, so that meant that our sort of hanging out <laughs> <laughs> was, was interesting. But anyway, um, but the reason I said that is because we ended up breaking up for a year. Um, and so that happened sort of in year 12. So year 12 sort of was it, it was just all a bit of a blur. I just had a lot of stuff going on and mm-hmm. it just, I don't even know what happened. And in, in the midst of that, I had started, like, we were leading, no, I wasn't leading youth at that point in time, but I was doing um, Saturday night solis, Sunday morning kids church and Sunday night church. church yeah. um, so that was great. Um and then after moving out of high school, I moved out of home, which was really good, which I recommend to anyone doing if you can, if you can swing it, to mm-hmm. move out for a little while. Um, and Ross also moved out of home, which also really helped. Um, Did you do that alone or? No, 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 with girlfriends. Um, and so that was really, uh, yeah. It just again, sort of, uh, sort of was a probably a point again where I had to choose because with obviously moving out again comes more freedom, freedom of time, freedom of whatever, and you have to choose how to use that freedom. Yeah, it's like what we talk about with like uni and stuff too. Mm. It's just like you can go and do basically whatever you want, whatever you want. Free time. Yes, and, yeah. and how we like ever reflected like it was good to be able to do that, but it also taught us like man, we could have done so much more. <laughs> Yes. And what we wasted. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it was good having all that time because at, at then, again, at that time, I started leading youth. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I cool. started leading youth in, I joined in when the girls were in year nine and year 10. So, that was really interesting at being watching them at that stage where probably it changed for me in high so. school. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how God kind of brings it back to those kind of things? Like yeah. The reason that you probably went and leading at that time 
was because you had so much experience of what was going on at that time. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because even did, were there girls that you were leading that had a similar situation to you as well or not? Um, yeah. And, yeah, see, that's, and that's but, interesting, but right? interestingly, I was leading, so <laughs> this is like real full, full circle. The year I was leading, um, was, um, my brother's year. <laughs> so I had to yes, be, you were. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I had you, to you be leader. careful yeah, there. You're above me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah. You're I like, I'll to, change your nappies. Uh, Behave. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I couldn't really, I had to really just focus on the girls. But, yeah, um, yeah it was, uh, yeah, they, there was a, a few big issues happening mm. but I was able to bring a probably more a balanced <laughs> point of view and then yes. a more grey, yeah, grey cool. area point of view mm. um, for, for that, yeah. A few of the younger leaders were like, Oh gosh, what are we going to do? This is like the end of the world. I'm like, no, it's really not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah. this many times. Seen this before. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll come back. Mm. So, yeah. Do you want to tell us about your family? My family. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, so like my crazy you, big family. Well, not not just that, but you said you, it's a lot of people in your household. Yes. As you said before, but then also tell us how that influences how you're a mum now. You're a mum of three kids. Yes. And obviously married to Ross. Yes. Can you? Describe how that's kind of influenced how you kind of think about how, to, how you're being a mum now. Um, yeah, so my parents divorced when I was two um, and my mum remarried um, when I was six. Um, so um, and my mum and stepdad are uh, Christians and my dad uh, married ended up marrying a Muslim lady um, and became Muslim. So... That sort of just brought out a, a whole host of interesting um, challenges growing up. Yes, that's a really good way of describing it. Yes. Um, yeah. So like I, there were times when I was, and this is what I'm talking about, the sort of um, really knowing God's presence and really not knowing or ignoring God's presence in my life. Uh, when I was younger, my um, stepmom said, oh, you should come to the mosque I think it would be really good for you to come to the mosque. Okay. And I said, get away from me, devil woman. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, Here comes the truth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So it, was, it may have been like a bit of a strong reaction. but <laughs> May have been? I thought like, it was. <laughs> and I was only like seven or something oh at gosh. the time. Okay. But I think that was like <laughs> some, some real strong, yeah. like, there's a spiritual element. To this it. is mm. this is something, and I think, uh, in certainly in hindsight, I've definitely noticed some very spiritual things uh, that it, that had happened. And oh, okay. mm. however much I tried to ignore God growing up, and push the boundaries and push the limits, He's always protected me. Mm. Anyway, well, that's that, that's that like um, idea in the Bible that God's a shepherd of His people. Exactly. All from the Old Testament, all the way into the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, um, yeah, what'd you ask? So growing up, anyway, so yeah, so in my How family. In your family? There's... In my family growing up um, regularly, there was my mum, my stepdad, my older brother, myself, my stepsister, who's a year younger than me, and then uh, my two younger brothers. There's so five, five kids yep. in sort of regular proximity. And mm -hmm. then I have like 
four um, step and half siblings who I don't see anymore. That's one from your dad's side. That's from my dad's side. Okay, yeah. right. Um, so that's a lot. It's a, it's it's a lot. lot. So you can probably explain some of the things that you're talking about growing up as well, yeah. which is understandable. Mm. Yeah. Um, being a Christian mm. and then obviously marry, marrying Ross mm. and then building your own family, mm. what are the things that Jesus is teaching you to do and not do given your experiences? So I think I am trying to raise them to be independent. Um, because I really feel like that's something that that I'm grateful for from mum. Mm. Um, I really um, that just that that st- strong being able to cope, being strong. So I'm hoping I'm passing that on to them. I don't know if I am, but I just remember coming home <laughs> from something one day, and and Dad's like. Guess what I saw today? And I was like, what? It's like, we were at the quiz place and her kids did their own washing. He took a photo. It was the best thing ever. He's like, I'm going to post this. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, just that, like, yeah. Um, and I think I want them to make the decision for themselves to follow Jesus as mm. well. Mum had this rule when we were growing up that we had to go to church until we were 16 and then we could make the choice to either stay or go. And for most of us, that's worked out really well. Mm. Um, I'm still waiting for my older brother to to come back to the Lord um, and I'm praying that he will do so. Mm. But that strong Christian foundation um, has really uh, kept me going and I am hoping to pass that on to my kids and Ross as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. Mm. And do you see that? I mean, I'm really fascinated about the thing that you keep talking about responsibility because that's something I'm pretty fascinated by. Mm. I don't know if I think especially as a man taking responsibility is when you start. That's when life almost begins as a man and when that is, I don't know, but Mm. that's in my experience. Mm. Um. But also if you take responsibility, it's not in a sense of controlling something, but it's also like I'm responsible for my actions, mm. whether I hurt people or whether I don't hurt people or I can help people or all that kind of thing. And I f- find that Jesus obviously dying on the cross takes the ultimate responsibility for our sin, right? Mm. So we can, as the, like, as the example from him, take responsibility for our own lives and our own sin. And we do that obviously by saying... Jesus has taught us forgiveness, so we know we're forgiven. So that's also taking responsibility. It's like if we are sinful to someone, we go and say sorry. Mm. That's taking responsibility for hurting someone. I feel like that's something that I'm trying to teach my kids too Mm. is that if you do hurt someone, like I talk to like if my son hits my daughter for something he's upset about, I say you need to stop this behaviour. But first of all, figure out why you did it. But second of all, take responsibility for it because that's when they actually move on from it and I think that's a similar thing that we we gain from seeing Jesus dying on the cross is that we can go oh if he's taking responsibility for me I can take responsibility for my actions and do that so is that something that resonates with you as well yeah and I think also that um control I think um because of um 
that sense of responsibility but also that sense of being um, able to do things. I think it's been a learning curve for me to give over control of my life to Jesus. Yeah, right. So knowing that I can't control everything and knowing that I can't, like, for my own um, sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and your salvation's taken care of. My, actually um, trusting that God has my salvation. Like, that has been a learning thing as well, that I can't, um, that I actually have to give it all over to God, all of my life over to God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's been a tricky thing as a competent mm. person to, mm. like I'm not talking myself up in oh, saying that I can do things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, that's, that's one of the, the difficulties I suppose is to be humble enough to give all of my life over to Jesus, yeah. And as you spoke about as you grew up, there were situations where you felt like you couldn't do that because of yeah. the way that you grew up, like obviously a, a, a rather, what's the right word, a blended family environment, yes. there's a lot of things you can't control. Yes. And there's a lot of things you can't control at high school either. And yes. so we're always trying, whatever our situation is, trying to find control. Yes. But when we decide to give that control to God, yes, that's when we can actually experience a lot of freedom. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? Oh, my only add-on there is that I am very similar in that I like having control over situations um, because of that competency. It's mm. like, yeah, I can do this, mm. and um, and it's 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 hard because for a lot of my life, it's only been when I really need him that I've yeah. been like, God help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's and it's about that actually, like you were saying, that whole not just turning to God then. Yes. It's 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 turning to God always yes. in all control um, rather yeah. than just like, oh, no, it's gone. I've, I've got nothing. Yeah, God help. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. I used to only go to God in – sometimes I used to only go to God in when things were going well mm. and when things weren't going well, I would try and fix it myself. Mm. But then that flipped. I would only go to God when things were going badly mm. and things were going well. But mm. I think what like part of the thing that you're saying, Quinn and Keith, is that if you – Focus on giving that control to God all the time and knowing that he is control in the good times and the bad times. That's exactly where we struggle to do it, but that's exactly where the, the true freedom is. Yeah. And it possibly would have saved a lot of issue and heartache through high school as well yeah. had mm. I have just spent a bit more time giving it over to God. That's exactly what I we think. When we've talked about that <laughs> yeah. previously yeah, yeah. as well. It's the yeah, same 100%. thing. It's like I wish I spent more time focusing on not my status, mm. not how I had looked at school, not um, whether I was able to get my revenge paying this person out and all that kind of thing. It's like if I just spent time going, God, what do you want me to do in this situation mm. rather than focusing on myself, mm. trying to take responsibility or control all the time and then – being able to be that peacemaker that we're trying to talk about. And I think that like if we talk about it, all the guests we had on Ethan, I think Ethan, because you became a Christian so early in your in your life, I think you've probably realised that earlier. Potentially, and, and, yeah. you, and you tried really hard at high school to be a peacemaker. Mm. And even though like, again, we're sinful, we fail, whatever, yeah. 
but it, that's the pattern we keep coming across is the with yourself and all of us is that and i wish at high school we had just listened to god more yeah. <laughs> well and also like our youth leaders would be like guys this is and girls yeah. this is like the time when you're at high school mm. you've got an audience yeah. like now's the time and i wish i hadn't have wasted so much time and they mm. said the same thing mm. and now i'm like however old i was i was like oh, really wasted all that time and then when i went to tafe and then when i went to uni i'm like just wasted all that time again <laughs> haven't you know haven't used it haven't used it wisely spent telling people about jesus like yeah. But then it's God's really also using those times to teach us. Like we talked about how you went yeah. through that stuff in high school and yeah. then you went back and led yeah. people going through a similar thing. Yeah. So Crazy. God works for us in all circumstances. In mysterious ways. Mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much to producer Dave yeah. for helping us out Thanks, on this Dave. episode. Legend. Good, excellent Googling. <laughs> thank you, man. Um, thank you very much, Quinn, Sorry. for joining us. We thanks really appreciate me. it. And thank you for your mm. honesty and telling us about your life. It's cool. Uh, and thanks, Eve Ethan, for joining us as well. I'm super encouraged. Yes. It's really cool. Yeah. And I'm, my name's Joel. Check out our other podcast <laughs> on YouTube. I'm doing a really lazy peace sign. Isn't that supposed to be one way? Oh, yeah. And I'm doing oh, that. No? Thank we're you. And then we're going to okay. say, I'm going to say, sorry, I'm going to do my, my, I'm my ruining, outro. I'm ruining it. I'm going to do my outro. Wrap up the chips, guys. <laughs> it's finished. And we'll finish with a one way.